Hey folks, thanks for joining me for this episode of the Embellish Podcast, a podcast focused on product stories, product storytellers, interesting brand ambassadors, and any other tangent that I happen to come up with. Whether you're a bourbon fan, a geek, a casual observer, or someone just floating through this channel, you're sure to waste a few minutes listening to what I have to say, and I hope you find it interesting. If you get here by chance, uh, please take a moment to subscribe. Uh, I can be found on any podcasting platform, and if you can't find me on one, please send me an email at embellishpod at gmail.com, and I'll try to get that taken care of. I also generally live stream these recording of these episodes on YouTube on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Central Time, and this is the first week I've been able to do so in a couple. Uh, you can find all of my links on Instagram at embellishpod or Twitter with the same handle. I have a website. It is www.embellishpod.com. That is also a place to pick up any links, uh, episode details, maybe even some one-off tasting notes. Today is February the 23rd of 2022. We're one day after the Tuesday, which is 2-22-22, which was a big deal for everybody, apparently. And later on, we're going to talk about um, traveling in bourbon country, and I, uh, we'll get to that later. Um Later on this week, I also, uh, just as, as pre-show notes, I think that I'll be able to pick up locally uh, a bottle from the Green River uh, offering that was put out a couple weeks ago. Super excited to try that. I've seen some ups and some downs on it, um, but I'm always, always interested to try to support something new um, that is happening within the whiskey industry. I guess maybe new is not the right word because Green River has been around for a long time. It's been OZ Taylor, but uh, any new offering that's out there, I mean, it's a beautiful bottle design. Um, they got something going on out there. Let's give it a shot and see what it is. I mean, I've, I've got money to waste on far, far, far worse things than that. Um, I was out of town last week when it was in Louisville for work. While I was there, um, visited a few things. Uh, I think I talked about some of that maybe on Friday. I don't really remember. I ended up with strep throat over the weekend, so don't know a whole lot of what I did Friday night. Um, also visited the Old Forster Distillery. It's always nice to step in there. I hadn't been in quite some time. Um, on the off chance that something got stuck out on the shelf Friday morning and obviously nothing was there, but you know people were hospitable. It's always a fun place to visit. Um, and then earlier tonight, uh, I had an opportunity to join um, David from Whiskey in, my Red Whiskey in My Wedding Ring podcast. And if you don't listen to him, go give it a listen. He's always got some fantastic stuff. But he had Fawn Weaver from Uncle Nearest on, and she's one of those... Uh, one of those people that's sort of a, a dream get for me, and at some point in time, I'll try to have her on this because I think uh, I've said it here, and I'll I've said it here before. I'll say it again at some point in time in the future. I think she's probably hands down the best product storyteller in whiskey, and probably one of the best product storytellers in the United States. Period, uh, regardless of whatever market category you happen to operate in. But uh, also on the same. Q&A session that we had, Clay Risen was there, he's a fantastic author, got a lot of books um, that are both whiskey and non-whiskey related, didn't get a chance to ask him a question, we only had a short amount of time, so um, maybe I'll get another opportunity, you know, he's a, he's a great storyteller as well, uh, via the, the written word, and um, there, there's something about that, I'm pretty sure if I dig around on my shelves long enough, I'll find... Um, Find a couple of his books. I can't remember. I haven't bought anything specifically because he's the author, but I do have uh, a number of bourbon and whiskey books that I use for um, for research whenever I want to do something, whenever I want to talk about an older, more storied brand or um, dig up some esoteric piece of knowledge from the far, far past. Uh, it's a lot harder to copy and paste from a physical book. I actually have to read and type 
maybe instead of copy and paste. There's no control C, control V here. Um, but tonight, the you know we won't we won't belabor this. It may end up being a shorter episode, uh, just because uh, didn't put a lot of planning into it. Uh, this one is one that I feel like I can talk off the cuff about a little bit. I've been there quite a few times, but um, visiting bourbon country and you've got a couple of different regions whenever you come to when you talk about tourism in bourbon country specifically um you know there's the bourbon trail there's a kentucky craft bourbon trail those both are things that you can uh, do in any amount of research on that you want to yourself um, but you're going to be really focused on three specific cities as, as launching points for whatever your bourbon trip happens to be um we're we're local here so, you know, uh, the trips can be frequent, but for those folks that are coming in from the West Coast or wherever it happens to be uh, that you're located, you may only get one chance every five, six, seven, ten years to come and visit. And so uh, I know there's a ton of videos out there already on visiting bourbon countries. I'm going to toss mine in because why not? Um, so you've got three, like I said, you've got three main cities to sort of launch out of. You've got Bardstown, you've got Louisville, and you've got Lexington, and those are um, the places that I would focus on if I were you. And tonight, we're probably going to focus more around Bardstown and, and Louisville than we will around Lexington, um, mainly because there's a larger airport in Louisville. Um, there's this history in Bardstown. There's a, there's a number of things, and these won't be super deep dives either. So, um, uh, doesn't matter where you stay, wherever you happen to stay, make sure you have access to water. You're going to need it. Cold water, recovery water, water to wash the taste out of your mouth the next day, whatever. Um, whether there's a grocery store nearby and you pick up a case of water, whether you uh, have access to it. Uh, we all know that the water out of the faucet in the hotel sometimes doesn't taste, taste the greatest. Um, make sure you have water on hand. That's that's one of the things that I, I sort of messed up last week. I was traveling, and I wasn't even traveling for whiskey. I was traveling for work, and I didn't... Uh, stock my hotel room with an appropriate amount of bottled water and so I kept waking up uh, borderline dehydrated I think that maybe led to my immune system being down but you know it's a good thing and you know hotels usually have water accessible but it's going to be super expensive as well that's just a travel tip period not necessarily for this but if you're going to be focusing on drinking copious amounts of whiskey stay hydrated friends the first tip that I have don't stay in Bardstown for more than a night or two. The reality is uh, Bardstown's infrastructure is very much that of a small town. And aside from big events like the Bardstown, the Kentucky Bourbon Festival or any other thing that happens to be happening in that city, you have a limited number of, of facilities that are going to really cater to you. There's, um, as far as distilleries, you know, there's... Heaven Hill, Barstown Bourbon Company, 1792, Willet. Maybe if you want to do preservation dis preservation distillery, um, you know, that's another one to sort of toss in there. But as far as public transportation, it is hot garbage. There's not a great opportunity to travel. And I and I can I can truly feel that one because I live in a small town. And so the idea of Uber or of Lyft or of any normal busing system, it, it largely doesn't exist. And so you're worried about or you're looking towards figuring out your own transportation, which is perfectly fine if you have a designated driver for all of it. But if your plan is to hop from um, Willet 
to Bardstown Bourbon Company and then hop over to Preservation Distillery, um, you've got some roads to travel. You're going to want to taste some things while you're there. And that means somebody's going to have to potentially miss out or you're going to rotate somebody in and out or you, know, you have to make some logistic planning. And that's what makes Bardstown a little bit more painful. Um, whenever it comes to eating, you have places like Mammy's and then there's Scout and Scholar, which is you know, a restaurant, but it's also a microbrewery. And then Talbot Tavern. Um, there's a host of other, you know, sort of local type restaurants to eat there and then a number of chain restaurants. But um, and l- if you're looking for an upscale eating option, you're looking at like three or four total places, in my opinion. And I don't know everything about Bardstown. And so somebody from Bardstown is liable to hit me up and say, hey, you know, whatever. This is this is not it. But the reality is for the 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 bourbon tourist traveler. um Barstown may be the place to start, but it's definitely not the place to stay for the entirety of the trip. Um, you know, they've got a handful of hotels there, a very small number of chain hotels. If you're looking for somewhere that you know runs off of points you already have, or you want to make sure you're continuing to get points, um, your options are are somewhat limited. There's a Hampton Inn that's quite aged. Um, there's a newer Holiday Inn Express and Fairfield Inn, which both of those are relatively nice. And then the La Quinta is being built and or finished right now. The last time I was there, it wasn't finished yet, but it looked like it was just a m- matter of time it was f- before it was finished. But if you'll notice, I didn't name any what would be considered premier brands. These are mid-tier to, to budget-tier brand uh, things. Um, and then there's there's a bunch of local flavor places this is to say there's some motels there's Airbnbs uh, but there's the Samuel's house as well the, the Maker's Mark uh, location so there's options to stay there but like I said the, once you've sort of exhausted those distilleries if you're there for bourbon travel once you've exhausted those distilleries and maybe those restaurants you're sort of done and and if you're looking at a week long trip it's it's hard to spend your entire time there. Um, if you're going with a family, you can find a little more to do because there's some, some historical sites to see. There's some nature things to do. My family and I have made the trip before and we had a fantastic time, but the next logical progression, you know, maybe you start in Bardstown and you work your way to Louisville or you start in Louisville and you work your way to Bardstown. You know, if you're flying into town, you're obviously going to hit Louisville to begin with. But I think that at least from my perspective right now, the best place to be for bourbon tourism is Louisville. Um, as much as the West Kentucky sensibilities in my brain say, please don't recommend Louisville, it's going through what I would relate to what Nashville went through um, half a dozen or a dozen years ago as far as its growth, as far as its culinary scene, as far as its restaurants and whatnot. It's um, it's growing rapidly as far as what's available uh, unique restaurants, unique hotels, unique opportunities, but then you also have sort of your mainstays that, that, that are there as far as, as distilling and, and, and tourism go into play. Keep in mind, if you are in Louisville, 4th Street is not where you want to be. 4th Street is a tourist trap through and through. It's an opportunity to uh, be separated from significant quantities of your money, um, for things that probably aren't quite valued at that. Uh, while I was in town last week, we stayed at the Sealbach because that was a hotel that had a space that we could use for some of the meetings that we were having. Um, they have a fantastic bar, 
but the reality is is that the prices in that bar for some of their bourbon pours are incredibly outlandish unless you look at the budget tiers and um, the, the budget tier bourbons that they have they have a pretty expansive list but it's a little high but if you're looking at a historical restaurant or historical hotel um, the Seelbach is a great place to be. You also have things like the Galt House and the Brown that are all um, really fun places to stay if you're into history. And if you're not, uh, you have you know Hyatt's and you have Hilton's and you have all of the things that you could want. There's even some of the newer, uh, funkier brands that exist in, in, in town. Um, distilleries can't be the entirety of your trip. So that's that's kind of the other part is... If you visit more than three distilleries in one day, you're likely going to be burned out on your palate. Uh, you may be just interested in, in, you know, kind of filling out your passport. That's perfectly fine. Go ahead and do that. But um, once you've exhausted those three distilleries, if you've got an eight-hour day, that may have taken four hours of your day or five hours of your day. Uh, you got three more to go, and you've got another day to spend and, and a host of things to do. So some things to kind of toss in front of you is... Uh, visit Nulu. Nulu is an is is a neighborhood that is uh, east of Louisville proper. It's considered New Louisville. That's what Nulu sort of stands for. There's a you know Prohibition Spirits is out there, which makes the Nulu brand of bourbon. Um, Gravely is out there, which is um, which is which is a, a microbrewery. There's a restaurant out there called Agave and Rye, which was a really fantastic joint. Um, had kind of a trendy chic theme to it it was tequila and bourbon but it also had an arcade in it because sort of a place you can kind of get out there and just kind of kick around and see a few things they, during the summertime they have uh, a bar that's got an outdoor uh, volleyball sand volleyball maybe beach volleyball i guess is what they call it beach volleyball um, number of different things going out going on out in nulu itself and then in downtown louisville you have um, there's a really neat tiki bar that has some really unique offerings. While we were there, they had a, they had set up a um, absinthe pop-up. It was an opportunity to try out a bunch of different things. It was themed in such a way um, that you know might be interesting to you, and it's a it's, it's definitely um, got some degree of local flavor to it. It's not like popping in um, Guy Fieri's, whatever the name of that restaurant is, or um, as much as I hate to say it, like Gordon Biersch, which is or GB. Which is just you know it's it's one of a mini chain you know then that's the you gotta you gotta make sure whenever you're traveling you look for uh, those local flavor type places because they're gonna be far more interesting and you're gonna probably learn more. And then as far as distilleries, you gotta hit Old Forester. You want to hit them in the morning. Yeah, uh, you know you want to schedule a tour obviously if you can. But if your interest is, is is bottle hunting, you're gonna want to try to you know hit Old Forster in the morning and see if they release anything, whether it's the President series or the 117 or an old you know a birthday that happens to sneak out or some other thing. And the same things with the Evan Williams experience. Uh, Heaven Hill sometimes sticks out some things there as well. And then Michter's, and all three of these have fantastic tourist experiences that are available for you. You can go in. Um, I believe in Evan Williams, you can uh, fill your own bottle. Michter's, I think, used to do that. I don't remember if they still do or not. And then Old Forster's got a great tour going on there. Um, and then maybe sort of lesser known, but you've got Old Carter that is setting up residence in downtown Louisville proper. And, you know, I, I was going to be in town, and I was going to see if I could, you know, find a way to, to meet up and, 
you know, kind of have an experience with them and, and our, our times weren't going to align, but I sent an email out and they're like, absolutely let us know what time you're going to be. We'd like to, you know, have a, maybe do a tasting or a meetup or whatever in their, in their, um, facility, or you can kind of come into the gift shop or do whatever. So it's, it's another brand to, to experience. Um, uh, if I remember correctly, rabbit hole is there as well. They've got a beautiful, beautiful facility and there's peerless. Uh, I've talked about Kentucky peerless a number of different times. They've got, some really great single barrels that are available for sale in their distillery gift shop. Going to have a great tour, going to have a great opportunity. So in a much smaller geographic vicinity, you can roll off six to ten different distilleries that you could visit as opposed to Bardstown's three to four with a more geographic disparity. But you're also going to have access to Uber or Lyft or um, Airbnb or a taxi cab or some other type of executive car service that happens to exist that's not going to cost you an arm and a leg because they're coming from somewhere else. Um, and then there's opportunities once the distillery tours are over. If you're there during the week, you know a lot of those places are going to close at five or six. What are you going to do after that? Um, and Kentucky is one of those places that allows for a unique thing to occur that some other states don't, is that um, package stores can and do have tasting bars set up in them. They can sell quantities of um, tasting spirits to patrons as they come in. Um, it's a separate license. It's not just a part of being a liquor store that everybody can do one, but they offer the opportunity to do so. And so you have a chance to go into places like um, Evergreen and Nulu or Frankfurt Avenue Liquors and try some really unique bottles. Uh, I've, I've been in these places before where... Um, you know, someone was already sitting at the bar and they're like, hey, you know, it, it was more of a it was more of a bar type environment than it was a liquor store. And they wanted to, you know, buy a drink for everybody. And I had an opportunity to try Michter's 10 at somebody else's um, um, tab. You know, that was that was super nice. And that, that wasn't the expectation, but they, they had that there. They'll have. You know, some of their single barrels that they've particularly selected. And so that's a nice thing if you're, once again, if you're searching for bottles, um, you go into these stores, you have an opportunity to taste it. You have an opportunity to see if you think it's worth your money and you make smarter decisions instead of coming home with, you know, 25 bottles and only 10 of them are things that you actually like. Um, you get an opportunity to try them out. And then um, you can't mention, you know, liquor torp liquor store type environments in Louisville that you want to go into to taste without mentioning Justin's House of Bourbon, which uh, not only has some of their unique selections, but they also have a really fantastic vintage library available uh, for tasting. Of course, you're going to pay a premium because a lot of these, uh, another thing that's unique to the state of Kentucky, and very few, very few places do this, but a liquor retailer can purchase bottles from an individual to then resell. Um, this gives them the opportunity to, to, to find from private collections vintage bottles. And you're talking about chessmen or you're talking about decanters, you're talking about, you know, 40-year-old uh, Rip Van Winkle bottles or, or whatever else. Justin's has, and you're going to pay for it. You're obviously going to pay for it because they're paying what would be considered an auction price for it, for an unopened, you know, they're not buying, buying opened bottles. They're only buying unopened and things that they can particularly validate to be, uh, legitimate things that, um, are not forgeries, but there's 
an opportunity to, to taste some really, really unique things. And they've got to, you know, they, they curate it. There's, there's a person that that's their entire job is to curate, um, curate whiskeys from a, from a vintage perspective that people are going to be interested in consuming. Um, so it, it's a unique place. And then, when it comes to to food, you know, food is going to be a concern for you. And I already mentioned a restaurant out in Nulu, but um, there's going to be a lot of opportunity out in Nulu. Uh, but in Louisville itself, you know, in, in the actual downtown area, you know, because Nulu is a, I don't know if it's a subset, a neighborhood of downtown, an offshoot of downtown, I would suggest, I would think that Nulu residents are probably going to want to consider themselves separate from downtown, but we're all talking about blocks here, not miles. Um, but there's, you know, like hotel restaurants that are amazing. You know, the, the 21C uh, Hotel has a really, really fantastic restaurant. Um, you know, there's a Brazilian steakhouse, which is part of a chain, but you, you can't go wrong with a Brazilian steakhouse. They're always fantastic. Um, from... from for my money, the best place to be for trying to attempt to, to do any degree of bourbon tourism is Louisville. Um, if you were going to, to spend a night or two in Bardstown, that's perfectly fine. But Louisville is the place to be when it comes to bourbon right now. Um, I've been to Lexington quite a few times. And maybe we'll talk about Lexington at a different time. But it's a completely different type of community. It's a different type of individual. And... Um, if you're not necessarily from Kentucky, it might not necessarily be as inviting. It seems like there's a degree more diversity that exists in Louisville than there, there is of, of that in Lexington. Um, but it's also a city that's going to be really rife with tourists. You know, the while we were there in town, there was also um, a uh, farm machinery show going on. So there were hundreds of thousands of farmers that had descended upon the town. And so wherever you're going to go eat, wherever you're going to go sit down is going to be just, you know, kind of packed with folks. And so that may be part of the, the, the detriment of, of making a place like Louisville, the, the anchor to your particular travel. But, um, that's, that's where it sort of lands for me. Like I said, these, these, these are just my personal recommendations. They're worth almost nothing to you. Um, the let me think. The only thing that I, I think I have left, I think that's that's going to kind of wrap up, you know, just a, a quick high level concept of visiting uh, bourbon country for me. Uh, next week will probably be a recorded episode. Uh, I'm not going to do what I did last week. Last week didn't. Uh, it just didn't. None of it worked for me. I felt like that episode was was pretty poor as a result. Um, so apologize if you watched that and you thought it was terrible. But. Uh, trying to sit down and do a live stream after being gone for four days and my immune system being down and actually, you know, not knowing it, but I was going to end up being sick the next day. Um, I'm going to pre-record the next episode. We'll, we'll, we'll launch it on Wednesday and kind of see what happens from there. I'm going to be out of town. I'm going to go visit uh, Austin, Texas. So maybe I'll learn some things about traveling to Texas for whiskey. Um, I have some still Austin on the shelf over here somewhere. I'm not really sure. Um, and while we're there, the intent is to hopefully stop by the um, Crowded Barrel Crowded Barrel Whiskey uh, Company or whatever the Fang and Leather. I just uh, we're gonna go out there and kind of visit with those folks. 
for this is a work trip as well. Um, do some other stuff, see what I can come back with. Maybe I've got some some fun things that I learned while I was down there. Hopefully it'll be significantly warmer than it is in Kentucky at this point. Um, but that's that's what I got. I've got uh, a couple of new couple of uh, new interviews scheduled. I don't know if I'm going to talk about them anytime soon. Um, uh, I will say I've got the the Jack and Tim from um, Monday Night Sucks. Uh, so Jack uh, Bigadu is the Hood Somalia on Instagram, and Tim Van Riper is the Single Barrel Snob on Instagram. They're both going to be joining me to live stream on the sixth. Um, which is not the normal day that I would live stream, but I'm going to do it because that's what meets our schedule. And I love hanging out with those guys while I was in Louisville, I had an opportunity to spend some more time with them and just, you know, shoot the, shoot the breeze with them and just you know, kind of hang out and whatnot. Um, we're just going to talk for maybe an hour and, and see what happens. Um, then got a person lined up for later in March and then maybe we've got some other things brewing with some some other folks from from Whiskey Tube and um, from from social media platforms, and then maybe even some some distillery type folks coming around, distillery or whiskey or blenders or whatever you want to call them. So um, if if you've been here I, watching any of this, I appreciate it. Thank you for being here. Um, thanks for joining me tonight or today or whenever you happen to catch this. I hope you found whatever I was talking about. Um, entertaining and if you did please leave a review on whatever platform you are consuming this on whether it is youtube or spotify i guess technically not a review on youtube but you can you know subscribe on youtube but if you're on spotify if you're on um itunes or google podcasts or wherever you know leave, leave me a, a review it really really helps out with what i've got going on here um you can leave comments i i respond to all of them uh, you can share it with people, do whatever you want. Um, you can hit me up on social media or on Instagram uh, at EmbellishPod. Give me a follow, whatever. You can see what's going on. If you ever have any interest in joining me for an episode, reach out to me on those platforms. Um, if, if, if you're a whiskey industry type person, I'm open to talking with you about whatever it is you've got going on. If you're just a regular human being like me and you want to taste through some of the things that I've talked about in past episodes that I might actually have access to, give me a ring and we'll, we'll absolutely put something together you can hop on i've done a blind before i've got another one coming sometime in the future um it's a fun thing for me so um i can also be found at embellishpod.com it has all of my links accounts contact details so forth um, until then i will be back at it again next week with another new offering for you that will be recorded uh, so until then cheers and thank you for hanging out